Welcome to Redemption Unveiled, where we talk practical advice to live a Christian life. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm glad you're here. Let's do this. Welcome back to Redemption Unveiled. Today I have on a friend of mine, a first ever friend who is not related on the podcast, guys. Look, I do have friends that aren't family. (laughs) Now, Miranda just did something that many people talk about doing and never actually get done, and that is she wrote a book. Now, this conversation we have, you are going to love it. If you love Redemption Unveiled, you're going to love every part of this conversation. And if you like this conversation, you're going to want to get the book, okay? So let's dive right in. Here's my friend, Miranda. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, and I am very excited today. I've I've started to realize every podcast I say I'm very excited, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I am. I'm so excited. So today I am introducing you to someone new that you've never met, but she's very important to this podcast because this is my friend Miranda, and you are the reason I have a podcast, so oh. welcome. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me, too. I'd I have to also say you're the reason for much of this book oh, and, the, look at us. and the title and everything, all of our look at us. conversations. It is it years. is funny to see, and I mean, you and I are both like this, like yeah. to see like a story be, uh-huh. being written together and with relationships right. and how it all unfolds. So it's kind of uh-huh. a fun moment and for we, both I don't of think us. we understood it at the time. Like, no. We were both feeding each other directions <laughs> yeah, and stuff. We <laughs> yeah. didn't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, Miranda is a friend of mine. I met you years ago. I yes. started doing your hair. Yeah, and then that turned to friendship, which is, you know, how yeah. all my clients ended up. Yes. <laughs> you are my friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so... You, like, four years ago or something, like, reached out and said, I want to start a podcast. Do you want to do one with me? And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like, then we went on this whole journey forever of, like, what do we want it to be? What name? And... What name did we come up with, Miranda? Roots of an Oak. Roots of an Oak. <laughs> and through, a, you know, the time went on, you discovered like, okay, wait, I don't think I'm going to do the podcast. I'm going right. to write a book. Yes. And then you're like, can I use our name? I and, <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, yes go use, use our name. <laughs> and so anyway, here I am. Yes. I started the podcast yes. and we are here. We're going to talk about your book that you wrote called Roots of an Oak. Yes. Which you know I completely, completely agree and love your name of your book. Because (laughs) we spend weeks coming up with this. We message each other back and forth. Like, what about this? And then we came with Roots of an Oak. And I love it. And the graphic and everything. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So. Well, thank you. This is my friend Miranda, who is awesome. And we're going to have a fun (laughs) conversation today. Yes. So years go by, and in the meantime, you have been writing a book. Yes, I have. I started in 2018, actually, with this whole process, but I definitely feel like God primed me um, years before I started writing the book, and I feel like he wrote it. So I really feel like he spoke through me, and it's just been an amazing journey of self-discovery, and it's brought out so many passions that I didn't realize that I had, and... It's so cool because this is something that you and I can really connect to of like writing. I never considered myself a writer. Right. And then you, going through life and 
experiencing how helpful writing became for me. And then that kind of has transitioned to not just writing, but speaking and sharing and putting ideas out there that God is teaching you. And it's very interesting when you start creating Mm -hmm. and putting things together, like putting words to what God has done in you, how it's actually this amazing like godly experience where yeah you feel like you're you're living life with him and creating with him and it's so it's it's so awesome it is and I think until you just dive into these kinds of things you don't you don't get to experience that with him so like you take those chances and those leap the leap of faith to like do your big dreams or big ideas and he shows up in it if you invite him into it and I would sit down at my desk you know, every morning that I could and just be like, so what do you have for me to say today? And like, it really was a journey with him. And the, the cool part of it is the, the awesome, powerful part of it is that God is truly leading you. Right. And the worst part of it is that God is leading yes, you because is. you have to wait on him. Yes. And sometimes you sit at that desk and you have nothing I to know. say. And yes. you're pretty sure that you're not doing anything. Right. And those <laughs> are the days that you want to give up. And you're like, I just don't know if this is going to help people or what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. And or, or times you said, and you're like, I don't think I have a thought. Yeah. I don't know why I started a book because I have not <laughs> one word. Right. And, and even I, you guys all know how much I love to talk. Oh, yeah. I will think that to myself. <laughs> like, I have not, I don't have an opinion. I don't have a belief. I yes. don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing here. And it's just that cycle of oh, yeah. self-doubt. Right. And and frustration because I think that God likes it like that because it, it is a reminder that truly we are doing this with him and we have to surrender the process yes. and the expectations of what the process is going to be yes. because, you know, growing into an oak is not always easy. Right, <laughs> right. And I think the more experience you have with him in that process, the more you start to like trust it. So yes. I had been through, um, I also direct a race as well and... I realized through that race and then again through this book writing process was that he's always going to like show me one step, but not like the second or third or fourth step. And yes. that's what I write about in the book. Like, and you just have to like take that next step and wait for the second and third one without actually knowing what it's going to be. And that's a scary place to be because some of these steps are big. Yes. <laughs> and then you're like. I 100 million percent agree with that yeah. statement because I have discovered the same thing. What's weird though is like. God will give you the promise, yeah. like the finish line. He right. says, hey, we're going to finish here. Yeah. You and see like, vision. Okay, great. Yeah. That sounds fun. And he's like, now just do this. And you're like, awesome. And then as you're like doing this, you're like, okay, but before I do this, I need to know like the path that this is. You know, okay, you've told me where we're going to lead, but it just to be honest, it doesn't sound like we're headed in that direction. Right, <laughs> yes. And so I just... I personally like love living life with God and I won't do it any other way, but I find it extremely frustrating and discouraging because of how, because of that, I would love to have a plan like, okay, you've told me where we're going. You told me that one or two more steps, but if you could give me kind of a map, I will just take it from there. Thank you. Right. And that's, (laughs) that's what I read about too. Like I, people always say, um, show me God and I'll go, but he wants you to go and then he'll show you. Yes. And that's really scary sometimes. I am. Once again, I mean, I just feel like Carter and I are so there in our life right now. Like I have so much peace that we're doing what God has asked us to do. Yes. And yet 
excuse me, if you could come handle some of these problems that are popping uh-huh. up, that would be great for me. Yeah. Like, and then you start to question like, well, if I'm running into this roadblock, then I must not be on the right path. Yes. But that's actually not true. Yes. It's like, that's just one more thing that you have to push through to get to that next thing. It's, because then it's our choice. Do we believe what God is telling right. us or do we not? Because yeah. right now I actually, if I make this choice to change the direction that I'm going, mm-hmm. It's me saying I don't actually believe that God's promise is for me. Right. And then it continues to speak to you because I've done that too. I've been like, never mind. This is too scary. (laughs) This is too hard. I've met this roadblock and so I'm on the wrong path and I step back. And then when I do that, it keeps whispering at you and it keeps showing up and you're just keep, either you're uneasy for some reason that you can't figure out or you're just constantly getting that And you're bored. That's what I've learned with myself, which is kind of like, oh my gosh, I'd love to have my cake and eat it too, please. (laughs) I want the the fun, adventure, perseverance, hardship, awesome story of my life. Yeah. But I would like it to be a little bit easier, please. But like you don't get a good story with no conflict. You don't get an amazing ending with no perseverance. Right. And I don't know. I You and I have always connected on this. Yeah. Just, it's, to me, I always go back to it. Like, I don't really enjoy the process of working with God. I mean, yeah. I, I no offense, God. He knows. He knows how <laughs> I feel because I tell him because I feel like it's super frustrating that he doesn't do it on my timing, mm-hmm. my expectations, my plans. Like, he doesn't seem to always care about those right. things. But yet, every time I look at my options, what other option do I have? Because the only other option, like as soon as I get off this path that God has shown me to get on, the other options I have is to live in fear or shame. Right. Like, so it's like fear, shame, or God. Right. Okay, I guess I'll go with God because I have learned I hate fear and shame. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's just really, it is awesome it is so fun when yeah. you have these moments. You're like, oh, let's reflect. Uh-huh. <laughs> but oh, then, yeah. Like when you're on Tuesday morning, you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Right. Right. <laughs> Where's the fun? I know. I know. And when you when you push through that though, that place, and you start to see him on the other side of it, then you're like, oh my gosh, like now I get it. And, now and- I understand why I had that hardship or that whatever roadblock. Yeah. And, and like you're on the mountain and you look back and you're like, oh. What a yes. beautiful climb that was. I know. And so that's, <laughs> I know. That's why I love, I reference this also in my book, but I love mountaineer documentaries for that reason because um, they do, like, they i inspired by underdog stories and people that are, like, finding, like, they have the most, the hardest, most difficult path up to that mountain. Right. And, you know, they hear these give up voices in their head. They're pushing through, like, calloused fingers and just all the self-doubt. And then they just continue to do it. And they reach the top of that mountain. And you can almost feel it for them because you saw how hard that was for them. Right. And, like, this is probably the most amazing moment in their life. Because yeah. it was so hard. Right. And, you know, other people could have taken an easy path up that mountain, right. but that view up there is not going to be as beautiful because right. it was so much harder for that mountaineer. I know. And God knows. Nice. <laughs> and God knows we're like that. And that's what I get frustrated by. Yeah. Because, like, I know, I know you're giving me a gift here. Yeah. Like, even my, everything in my life that I cherish the most yeah. are the things that cost me. Right. It cost me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and if it hasn't cost me then I really, it's hard to care about it. Right, you know, it's like true. everything that you have that's hard yeah. is 
the best thing in your life. If if you really live out like God's redemption and God's story. Right. You know, if you can pull on some of these things that are true for God, of course, if we're just making bad choices and making our own life hard, right. that's not how it works. Yeah, I don't know. I I finished your book. I got your book went maybe three weeks ago, did it launch? I think so, yeah. About three yeah, weeks ago. And I've been reading your book and I have so much of it just underlined and starred and circled <laughs> because it's like I said, you and I are of the same cloth. Yes. <laughs> we the the journey of redemption, the the process of growing through difficulty mm-hmm. is just the healing process. I mean, you we are obsessed with it. Right. And that's what really this book is all about is just how do you take something broken mm-hmm. and turn it into something amazing? Like right. through the process and I don't know. I just loved I feel like this book is one that would be good to just touch base like every year, a couple times a year, just kind of a good mindset focus. Of, like a pep talk. Yes. It's like my own pep talk when I wanted to give up on the book. Because it's true. <laughs> right. Everything you wrote is true. And because you use your experiences of your life, it's very much like I completely agree with this. Like mm-hmm. you talk about your difficulties and... I don't know. I, I, I loved it. So I'm oh, so glad you. you wrote it. And I'm very, like, it was very encouraging to me. That's and good. so I would yeah. like to just take a moment to read part of the book. Yeah. And I think that I, I picked this selection because I thought it was a really good rep- representation of just kind of the whole book. And you the whole book is basically the different stages of becoming an oak. Mm-hmm. And I I just feel... You and I are completely sold on the belief that Mm -hmm. everyone is called to be an oak in their own life. Like everyone should be a strong member of their own story. Right. (laughs) Like they should be the hero of their own story and be able to like conquer and have victory. Right. So this, this part of the book says, my life began with feeling alone. And it will end with showing people that they aren't. Don't keep yourself from standing tall someday because right now, in the stage of growth you're in, your roots are being taken deeper. Discover your seed while your roots take hold and only look back to find the faith and strength in continuing to look forward. This is the part I love. Your roots are growing for you. Give yourself a chance to discover that you are an oak. Right. Yeah. I do truly believe that everybody is meant to grow into this beautiful oak is what I'm referencing everybody to. But <laughs> but if you if you can see that you're not alone in the struggle and that roots underground part of your life, I think it helps people push through and become what they were meant to become. And it my a huge passion of mine has been to see people including myself I was I felt alone in things for so much of my life and once I started to see that I wasn't alone in hardship and struggle and sexual abuse and divorce and bullying I started to be more empowered in in my life just by seeing that I wasn't alone so my huge passion is for people to um to connect to people's hard places and their struggles and then to see that um it's possible to push through and to overcome. Um, so I think I started this journey. I watched an Oprah show a long time ago. And there was a whole panel of all men. Tons of men. I want to say she had like 100 men 
on her um, stage, and they were all victims of sexual abuse. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, like, there's so many of us. Hmm. What if I would have known this years ago if I could have seen that I wasn't alone in this? We all need to see this. All of the sexual abuse survivors need to see that they're not alone because that's huge, like, huge part of healing. And then you hear about these teenagers and, you know, everyone's towns are, you know, committing suicide. And I keep thinking, gosh, if only they knew they weren't alone. Like if they knew that that this hard place was going to lead them to a better place. And then I feel like we're almost not reaching people in time with strength and overcoming and just connecting to each other's stories. And so that's where my passion for the book came from was to show people that, we're all kind of, even though we go through different things, we can all experience the same feelings of shame or loneliness or hopelessness. And I think if we can connect in those hard places, um, we can walk with each other through to the beauty of life, really. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I am completely convinced that that staying isolated within our own world, our own thoughts mm -hmm. is just such destructive behavior Mm -hmm. and yet all of us seem to do it you know even those of us that didn't experience abuse as child that I don't I don't exactly know what that is but that like staying hidden Mm -hmm. it's just like we all have this invitation to hide who we are and we all have this this draw to just cover the reality up and I talk to my kids about that a lot because I can see, you know, as they get older, there's just this this tendency to not want to be honest about mm-hmm. what's really going on in their head. And of course, as a mom, there's nothing I can do to make a child, you know, be honest or transparent right. or be open. All I can really do is communicate how important it is right. and how it's their choice. And to be transparent yourself with Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I do think that that, that invitation to stay alone mm-hmm. is so strong for all of us. And yet it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to even recognize that we've done that. Right. Suffer in silence kind of thing. And I think it's even worse now because of social media. Everything seems perfect. And I, I always reference it as a highlight reel. Like everything we're taking in, the nutrients that we're taking in around us all seems perfect. And like they have their lives together and, and then you start to think, well, what's wrong with me then? Because my life doesn't look like that, but you're comparing their highlight reel to your behind the scenes and it's not perfect for them either. Right. So that I just think, and, and teenagers are, are seeing this too. And I think it's easy to lose sight of what is real. What is real is actually the hard stuff, the, the, imperfections of our life but we're not really seeing that and I think that's why I love underdog stories is because I would listen to podcasts of people that like created Airbnb or um, Snapchat and you think I just see their success story it looks perfect right what a great idea that they had but actually you know they spent 10 years they had 10 years of no's and eating canned beans out of a can and like that's the stuff that I could relate to like Exactly. It was that hard place where they felt defeated for 10 years before their idea finally became something someone was interested in. And so I think we need more of that. We need more of connecting in those places. And we're not getting that right now in the world we live in with the nutrients that we take in. Absolutely. I am very guilty of this, but like referencing how, you know, we're all created to be an oak, Mm -hmm. but 
at the end of the day, what we're really doing is we're created to grow right. and to experience growth. Right. And I, I, I have to remind myself of that a lot. Haley, you are not living your life to get to a destination. Right. And those are some of my favorite just stories or like writings and poems of like mm-hmm. you said like looking at the journey it is the it is the struggle it that is, we yeah. all get drawn into but yet in our own life what would we, what we would like is just to stand there with our arms in the air and say I'm an oak right <laughs> <I'm> an oak. <laughs> right yeah. and and it is hard because no one wants to be a seed nobody right. wants to work on the roots like that's not fun no. like I want to be an amazing oak you know uh-huh. and yet like you said, like we will not be content unless our roots go deep, unless we've had those times, that dark place where mm-hmm. we've actually dug in, figure out who am I? Like, right. who am I and why do I have these tendencies? Why, why did I want to hide myself so much? Why right. did I get this so distracted with what these other people defined me as when now that I'm looking at it, I'm not even that person. Like, why, right. why did I let that why did I let them, you talk about so much in the book, like why did I let them mm-hmm. keep me from growing when they actually had no power in like me except for the power that I gave them? Right. And you don't, you don't actually discover that about yourself until you defy that voice inside yourself, whether it's shame or um, doubt or just whatever's keeping you small, you have to push through that just just do it it just it's going to be scary it's going to feel like it doesn't it's just scary but once you push through that which i reference as the trunk coming out of the mm-hmm. ground of the oak i reference reference each stage of um the growth of an oak but once you push up and you start to experience the light outside of that darkness that right. underground place you'll start to see what you're capable of and if if i can just get people to just do that part and just to experience something else besides what they've always known, then then they'll want more of it. Absolutely. And, because we are created for it. Right. We are created to be what God created us to be. Right. And it is, it is keeping us all stuck, standing there pretending to be mm-hmm. something we all know. Like, we all know when we're not actually what we say we are. Right. Like, when yeah, we're saying, no, it. I'm great. Yeah. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. And doing, like, the mask that you talk about in the book. Like, mm-hmm. just putting on that mask and saying, this is who I am, this is who I am. And we all look at our little piece of ground and say, there's not even a little sprout coming up because <laughs> I'm not looking, I can't even go there. Like, right. I can't even think about where my roots are because right. I know they're not there. And it's scary because... We all know who we are, or we don't all know who we are, but when we take the time to look, it can be scary if we haven't taken that time to dive in. Right. Another part I wanted to um, reference about with the book was you talk you talk a lot about, or in your early years of abuse, and then going on to being bullied in school, and you talk a lot about how then you kind of went through a college age of like finding some acceptance and true mm-hmm. friendship. Right. But yet you kept your mask on and mm-hmm. you kept kind of those chains. And then obviously the different story, different stages of your life where you learn to let go of the mask and let go of some of the things that you discovered mm-hmm. about the, the situation. I wanted to read this because I just thought it was so powerful. You write... I can't say thank you to the chains because they were never real, but I can say thank you for the resistance. 
I thought that was so powerful because each and every single one of us, no matter what your history is, have a moment where something happened to you, whether something happened around you, someone did something to you, someone said something to you, someone treated you a certain Mm -hmm. way, where this world did something to us. Mm -hmm. And it, as especially as a young person, like it reminds us or it maybe made us grab onto this belief that we are fill in the blank. Like mm-hmm. We're not enough. We aren't worthy. We are trash. We are shame. You know, people don't like us. People don't accept us. We need to put the mask on. And I loved how you just said, like, you you can't, the chains weren't actually there. Like, they right. they they were only real because you made them real. I made them real. I believed in the things I was telling myself. And that, I think, is, so a lot of pain, which I, this is going to be crazy to say, but I do think struggle can is actually ends up being beautiful if you think about it later on in a later perspective. Of but course. When you're in pain, I think that there's so much of it that you don't understand, and I think it's okay. When you're in that underground roots place, it's okay to not understand where you're going or where you're at or, and especially because nothing feels like it belongs to you or is a part of you. But if you hang in there, grow past that, and you go back and look at yourself in that place, you know, in your younger seeds part of life or whatever, you can start to understand that pain better. And you can start to understand your masks better. I have a feeling that everyone puts a mask on yes. <laughs> at some yes. point in their life. Unless you're just raised with a very clear understanding right like I hope my hope for my kids is that they don't have to put a mask on Mm -hmm. that may be too much of a hope right you know what I mean I don't know maybe maybe we maybe I mean I don't think it is but you can see how society does that right to to in order to survive or adapt they put a mask on right we all do I think we do and I think even if we put it on I think it's as long as we start to understand why we're putting it on then we can take then we can take it back off. Like sometimes we're going to be in moments where we just don't understand what we're doing or why we're doing it. We put that mask yeah, just on. Just to survive a sec. <laughs> right. And then once you get through that part, you do have to go back and revisit what that was and why you did what you did and and to understand why you put that mask on so that you can heal it and fix it and move forward better. Oh, I love that. I love that perspective. And I think you're right. I think that even God knows that our mask can give us a break for a second. Like mm-hmm. if we're, especially if we're in a situation that's not safe for us. Like mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting a mask on during seasons of our life that we realize we're walking into a workplace or a school or a relationship that you're like, that's not safe for me. And I don't need to right. show you who I really am when I'm not strong enough to withstand you. Right. You know, like right. if you have a relationship, it's like not to say you don't want to be dishonest, but you don't have to be vulnerable with someone that, oh, right. you know, you can't trust. But I, as you grow... You don't need that mask because you are strong enough to even be real, even Mm -hmm. when people around you don't appreciate it. And that's kind of what I talked about. Like, so in elementary, junior high, I was bullied and I had, you know, that mask on to protect myself from other people. I stayed in a shell. I just did not want to get close to people because at that time people hurt was my experience. So then I go to college and I start to have relationships, friendships and they were real and they were like genuine and they were there for me when I was messy. And at that moment, I realized I still have my mask on. Mm-hmm. Like, so it wasn't the people around me that was 
the problem, I mean, it obviously is a problem and it teaches you to use a mask or not, but um, it was the fact that um, I, what I was what I was telling myself about the environment around me. Right. Whether it was being bullied and then I moved on and had actual great friendships in college, I still kept that mask on because I, of what I was telling myself about what they were thinking about me. So yeah. I was like trapped inside myself. Like I said, there's so many parts of this book that I felt like were so powerful and relatable. And I think that anyone who, number one, is finding themselves discouraged or number two, feels like they've never learned how to take their mask off, that is mm-hmm. huge. Or number three, if you feel like you had a very difficult, like, younger years that you just feel like you don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Like, where do I start? Right. Like, I feel like your book really can speak to so many people in that way. Uh, it's a book of perseverance and encouragement to just, I gotta, I have to get my mind in the right place to stay focused on the path that God has me on mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, not maybe become an oak tomorrow, but the idea right. is at the end of my life, I want to be an oak. <laughs> like, right. I don't want to pretend like I was an oak. I don't want to talk about being an oak. And I don't want to stay like small in my own life. Right. But it's not about actually being an oak. It's about the journey, the journey of growing. Mm-hmm. And I, I thank you for writing this book. I love that I had a small little piece. Of it. <laughs> <You did. laughs> very, very small. <laughs> but I love that I have been able to watch you go from. I can remember the first time you told me, "I think I'm going to write a book." Yeah. To now, and <laughs> I just want to honor you because the truth is, is. So many people say they're going to do things. I mean, so many people. We say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But at the end of the day, are they willing to put the four years into getting this book on paper and saying, I did it. Right. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I think you. I think it's awesome. And (laughs) I I try to remind myself of that during the process of growing and stuff that I am creating things that are important to me. You know, even if other people don't define them as that. But it's like. This is important for my life that I need to do this to do this with God and create with him so right. that I can live the life that I am called to live. Right. You know, do the do the mission that I'm called to. Right. You know, no more, no less. Just what right. God's asked me to do. And then it's up to him with what he's going to do with it after, you know, like now I now I'm like the results and that who it reaches it is out of my control and I just have to let him do with it what he's going to do with it. So that's also scary. <laughs> a million percent. Right. I have been telling myself, I get the choice of how I enter the water. Mm-hmm. I don't get to pick the wave that it creates. Right. I don't get to pick the ripple. Like right. all of that's, that's out of my control. Very good point. Like yeah. I I have to stay focused on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it mm-hmm. and leave the ripple to someone else. You right. know? And I so. do I pray it gets into the right hands because this is a book that I wish that I would have had gosh, 15, 20 years ago, I could have seen pain completely different at that mm-hmm. time. But So I do, I hope that it gets into the hands of people that it needs to get into because I just want people to hang in there and just Absolutely. keep, just actually, I think that it's because of all the hard stuff that they're going through that they are strong. And I think that we forget that. I think we think because it's hard, it's wrong. Yeah. And I just, I think that it's actually why they are so strong it's so true so so true it's hard yeah. to remember it is but it's because so it doesn't feel strong <laughs> in the moment it actually feels like we're really failing right <laughs> <laughs> so if someone wants to buy the book where where should they go amazon you can search up the roots of an oak on amazon books and it will pop right up 
Awesome. And, and what about a review? That would be great. Yes. I need to go on and do that now that I've finished <laughs> yes, it. Yes. So what about, um, Instagram, Facebook, where could they find you? Um, I have a roots of an Oak on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. So, yes. Okay. Well, everyone go follow. And I am going to share some things from the book here on my page down that everybody knows you and knows kind of what we're talking about and stuff. So I'm so excited to share. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Now I'm, I know I'm like, (laughs) I want to write a book. You should. You should. (laughs) That that can be on my list to do. Yes. It's definitely. (laughs) And then I can message you every time I'm going to get up (laughs) writing my book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, Randa. Thank you. Bye. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend, write a review, or just message me on my social. Instagram is Redemption Unveiled, and Facebook is Redemption Unveiled Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today because I know you are called to create something great, and I'm privileged to be a part. Have a great day.